Maxwell. A lot of unknowns, a lot of question marks, but uh, here locally we thought if we're going to find out what's going on with Adelaide United and how this will impact the club uh, in the foreseeable future, we thought we'd talk to the CEO of Adelaide United, and that's Nathan Cosmina. Uh, Nathan, thanks for joining us uh, tonight. Uh, amazing situation. Uh, we all know what's going on now. The game's, of course, postponed. How have, uh, firstly, the club taken this news and, and what do you do going forward? Um, yeah, it's definitely been a challenging period um, based primarily on the fact that uh, much like much of society in terms of dealing with this, no one knows what's going to happen. Um, so that's no different in, in an A-League sense. In the first instance, we obviously went behind closed doors. I think we were the last game played with a crowd uh, against Newcastle Jets a few weeks ago. Actually, last game we played, we haven't played since. Um, we're behind closed doors. We were obviously concerned and starting to weigh up what it, what may happen after that. Um, still working on the basis that the season would be, be completed. Um, it's escalated by the day and border restrictions and other, other issues with regards to quarantine of some squads meant that uh, Monday it got to the stage where it couldn't continue, um, and FFA postponed it. Um, so at the moment, we're in a little bit of a holding pattern, just waiting to see what that actually means and looks like. Um, so we're, we're still day by day, but um, obviously it's a serious issue for everyone. Well, a lot of codes, uh, Nathan, have uh, players are taking pay cuts. They've made uh, redundancies at their workplace. Uh, is it the same sort of thing? Uh, is that what you guys have got planned as well to, to make the club survive? Because... Uh, you know, the club's bigger than the player. How are you handling that situation? Yeah, it's basically the same. I mean, we're no different to, to the AFL or NRL in that sense. Our only benefit, well, I suppose there's two very minor benefits that assist us, one being that we're at the end of our season as opposed to the start. So um, the day-to-day -day revenue losses are, are less than if you're factoring in a full AFL season, as an example. Um, and two, our cost bases are a lot, lot less than both of those codes. So the salary cap is about a quarter um, of what it is in, in both the NRL and AFL. And I'd suggest that the admin spend is, is probably, uh, you know, one-tenth, if not less. So we are somewhat fortunate. It doesn't change the fact that for the foreseeable future, we have little certainty on revenues. So the, the players' discussion will be a collective one. So... The PFA are involved, F, uh, FFA are involved, um, similar to the AFL. I'm not sure what's been what's been the outcome with the NRL, but similar to the AFL, um, there'll probably be a few different models put on the table. And I know the players that I've spoken to individually, not wanting to to speak for the players as a collective, but th th those that I've spoken to one-on-one -on -one have sort of said, look, they're willing to do whatever it takes to protect the integrity of the game because they realise as well that that um, you know, it affects everyone. And, and if there's no A-League, well, their prospects of employment are a lot less than, than you know, potentially wound back A-League, which is, I think is the direction we're heading in. But again, we we wait and see and we learn by the day what this means for everyone. Cosy, is there a collective feeling from, from the clubs that an, an expectation to somewhat that the FFA will, will come to the rescue and, and provide much-needed funds and failing that... Uh, are we going to see the, the new owners potentially uh, come out of their anonymity? Anonymity? Anonymity, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that we word. know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Can't spit it out. I uh, knew what I meant, but is there a chance that they, they may uh, come to the rescue as well? 
Well, they will. I think that was the directive of Pete yesterday. You know, I think he was asked the question in a press conference, will Adelaide United survive? And his his answer was direct in that, yes, it will. So I think the, the directive of the owners is that um, they will do what's required to to sustain the club, which is sort of the most important um, you know, uh, response for, for all of us initially. I mean, the, the club, whilst relatively young in, in football terms, is is proudly South Australian, and I think regardless of whether you're a player, employee, past player or, or fan, you know, you, you you want to see the club remain. So I think that will be the case. There is, um, look, the clubs, it's actually uh, the first time, and you've both been involved in the game you know, probably longer than me, the, it's the first time um, since I've been involved that I've actually seen uh, unification of, of the sport. Like obviously, there's been very factional over the years, be it the NFL or um, even you know the A League in recent times has been um, you know, the independent push for the league and whatnot has sort of fractured the sport a little bit. I think everyone now is on the same page, being being member feds, A League clubs, FFA, and even the PFA, um, that we need to find a resolution to this. Um, the, the the hardest part, which we continually discuss when we have our club calls and we discuss internally, is the unknown. We just... You can't plan for what you don't know. So we're, we're sort of evaluating everything daily, putting together different models on what we think it could look like, but, but ultimately um, it's going to be dictated by probably what the next two to three months look like, you know, and what the planning is for for uh, uh, the next season. Given there is so much unknown, uh, what does Gertrude do with the playing group uh, and what are they doing now? Have they got time off? Have they been given individual programs to, to stay fit and uh, you know, expect to come back in the next month or is it just a Yeah, week so, so the government directive restricts us to 10 people um, maximum in terms of a gathering. So we're not training camps, at the moment. Yeah. So we... Yeah, we we spoke to um, we spoke to the boys yesterday and, and just looking the interim, head home and stay safe. They've we've since given them individual programs, so I think um, it's something that the players, regardless of anything else, uh, you know, will enjoy. You know, sort of keeping themselves active. The home fitness is all the rage at the moment, so they've all been given specific programs. I think a few of the players, um, uh, a few of the players have been back out at training. Um, doing some rehab just in small groups. So we're keeping them ready and, and ready to go, um, given that, you know, whether it's 22nd April, which is when FFA will provide an update, whether it's there or, or any date after, that the players will be ready ready to, to play if called upon. So we're in a bit of a holding pattern, um, but um, we're keeping the boys, the boys ready um, and, and active, which I think they probably enjoy. It's a little bit of a welcome distraction from everything else that's going on, bearing in mind that uh, health is, is much more important than football now. Absolutely, and we are talking so many hypotheticals now, but uh, in terms of player contracts and contracts ending uh, 31st of May, it, has there been any thought or, uh, or yeah, any thought process behind what happens if the season extends beyond then? No, um, not specifically. I mean, I mean, we've discussed it, but it hasn't been something that's been formally tabled as yet. So we've we've actually got, and I think everyone has um, got quite a few players on contract post uh, 
post 31 May. Um, I can't give you the number off the top of my head, but the uh, probably three quarters of our current squad are contracted for next year. So we've got the capability to continue training and playing beyond on 31 May with a squad. And I think most squads now are the same. There's been some some public commentary around the number of players that are off contract. And it's actually, whilst a significant amount, a lot less than what it has been because I think clubs this year realised there's actually benefits in in some sustainable playing squads with these new teams coming in. So um, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Uh- we know it is the unknown, like you said. You know, you can't plan for the unknown. But, you know, right around the world, uh, there's no games on except for Belarus. I think they're still going. Maybe we should move there. But anyway, a lot of clubs will be suffering financially. A lot of clubs will be shutting their doors. Have you spoken to the owner, Pete? And is there a time limit to think, well, if we don't go by such and such a time, then we could be in trouble? Uh, is, has any of those discussions ever been made? No. Yeah, oh, look, they, they, no, not 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 in terms of establishing a drop dead date or you know we've got till till date X and then you know we sort of start to to, to you know, hit significant issues. It's it's uh, all dependent on what you know. It's probably dependent on the twenty second of April. Uh, I'm not saying that that is a possible outcome, but in terms of the next steps, so we'll wait once we get an indication from FFA on what the remainder of this season looks like. That then gives us a bit of a tool to start thinking about. Yeah, um, next season, you know, one of our key revenue drivers throughout the year is membership, which we traditionally go on sale within June. You know, we're sort of forecasting that that's not going to be a possibility for a number of reasons this year. So it's a bit of a restructure of cash flows and all the financial modelling, which we're we're doing at the moment. It's only a day post the postponement. So we're still waiting and watching to see exactly what it all looks like. But um, the wheels are in motion and in terms of looking at every scenario. We just need to see which one plays out now. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, like, as you obviously speak to the FFA on a daily basis on this, do, do they want to finish the season even if it goes further than May and June? Do they still want to finish the current season? Or if it goes further than that and into the next pre-season, would they scrap this season? What is on the uh, What has been spoken about that? Well, I think I think everyone wants. This is again to that unification comment. Like everyone wants to finish the season. It's there's there's again bigger priorities. So I don't want to underplay the you know, the significant societal societal issue we're dealing with. But uh, everyone wants to finish it. You know, in ten years' time, you know, you don't you don't want to have a, a season with an asterisk next to it. So the intention is to finish it. Whether that goes beyond May into June, pushes back next season, I think we're fortunate that we have the world's longest off-season as the professional football code. So one thing we do have in our favour is time um, to play the games. But again, we'll just wait till till 22 April and um, take it from there. Now, if all of this wasn't enough on the field, uh, you've got your director of football potentially making waves as well. Uh, There are reports in the media that that he is being headhunted by the FFA for a senior leadership position or potentially Parliament House, which both personally... I reckon Parliament House is my vote. Yeah, Parliament House is where I'll end up. Um, Across the road there. Has has that that come up um, with you yet or are you just hearing about that now? Uh, Bruce and I were joking about it today, but there's no... well, I said Parliament. I said Premier. Yeah, um, exactly. Was, was was my guess. Um, I reckon he planted the but, seed. Yeah, probably. Probably he hasn't had enough. Well, he didn't come on tonight. He let um, 
you know, sometimes he lets us mere mortals have a crack at radio. But the, <laughs> the, There's no uh, cameras here, though, Cosy. That's the problem. I yeah, know yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we do. We have cameras but, in uh, here. <laughs> uh, the one thing for Bruce, and you, you both know him really well, and um, he's, act, you know, he's a really switched-on guy. So I'm sure that, um, uh, you know, in time that uh, you know, his career path will, will go beyond football. But for the moment, he's with us. Well, if you can't get transfer fees for players, can you get them for directors of football? Yeah, I'll bring the Premier. Oh, dear. So there's, there's training compensation payable. Uh, and, and he is a switched-on guy, Cosy, just ask him. Uh, listen, mate, yeah. um, thanks for your time. I know it's trying times for you. Uh, you know, every day is different. There's always different news every day, but... Uh, Mate, all you can do is, uh, it is what it is. Keep Hopefully the season will be finished somewhere down the track and this all ends sooner rather than later. No, thanks for having me, guys. We'll speak soon.